0: Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and we're really excited to have Brian Rosenthal here with us to discuss the Raleigh Pro League. Brian was a top 10 junior in Florida and trained at the Rick Macy Tennis Academy with Roddick and both Williams sisters. He played college tennis at NC State University. He was a teaching pro and director of tennis and then started a tennis management company called RDU Tennis, and he is now taking over the Raleigh Pro League. So Brian, thank you for talking with us today.
1: A pleasure to be here. You guys have done uh, tremendous work over the last few years, and I'm excited to be joining your podcast today.
0: Oh, thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. Okay, can you tell us anything about your tennis background that I miss and how you started playing in the Raleigh Pro League?
1: Yeah, so I think you've hit some some keynotes. You know, I played junior tennis growing up in Boca Raton, Delray Beach, Florida area. So that's my, my home territory. Just wanted to play college tennis somewhere in the Southeast and primarily in the ACC. So I had. You know, my my eyes on Carolina, Georgia Tech, NC State, and I just found that NC State was the best landing spot for me academically and from a scholarship standpoint. So I haven't left the area, and it's my my home, and I, I've lived here in North Carolina longer than I've lived in Florida, which is crazy to believe, but now I've been in North Carolina for over half my life. So that's my tennis background as far as the micro version of it, and how I started in the Raleigh Pro League is a good story. You know, I quit tennis uh, right after uh, the final match of my college career against Duke in the AC. Championships, I quit for 13 years and I didn't pick up a racket. And my second child was born, my daughter, and I was playing golf all the time. And my wife said, this needs to come to an end because golf outings are six to seven hours and you just cannot do this. You cannot leave me with a toddler and an infant. So I said, what am I supposed to do? She's like, you used to play tennis, Why don't you give that a chance? So I have to credit my wife for pushing me to get back into tennis approximately 2016. It took a long time, you know, to feel comfortable playing with Raleigh Pro League players. So I made my debut in 2017. So about a year and a half of playing tennis, practicing with, um, you know, friends, friends. Folks that were at least at the four or five level, and then I started to feel comfortable. Probably, you know, a year after hitting the play with fives and five fives, and I was back. And when I got drafted by Cam Rosenau, who is a captain currently with us for Wake Orthopedics, I was hooked. The Raleigh Pro League brought that fire back, and, and you know, I was—I felt like I was living in the '90s in the early 2000s again, competing. And not only competing ladies, but competing in front of a very cool stage. The Raleigh Pro League generates as many fans as college tennis. So here I am, you know, 37-year-old, you know, older guy competing in front of 200, 300 fans, and I felt, I felt alive again. And so – from there, I just kept playing, and I became a captain and a sponsor. And it's been my favorite thing I, I can think of outside of, uh, you know, my kids and my wife. I, I would say the Raleigh Pro League is my number one hobby.
2: That's awesome. That is. So what I'm not hearing, Car- Carolyn, is um, him starting as a two five <laughs> and going <laughs> right up there. the ranks to four. Up. I was a two five at age five. I was <laughs> right at age five. I was a two five at age forty. <laughs> So, um, I love the Raleigh Pro League. It's, um, you know, we're so lucky to have it in our area. It's like, I always, I call it like the summer nights, like. Time to go watch tennis with all my league playing friends, my good tennis friends. And it's it's just a big party to watch you guys play. And Carolyn and I always joke to say, like, we will never, ever, ever get to that level. But it's very fun to watch you guys do it. And it does feel like college tennis to me with a little bit more party, um, you know, and just a little bit older players. But the level of play is phenomenal um, to watch. So can you tell us how that's evolved? I know recently you took over – so can you tell us how that's evolved? And then, you know, we, we want to talk about how you draft players and that sort of thing, too. But
1: give us that yeah. kind of background. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. The Raleigh Pro League launched in 2010 uh, by the Raleigh Tennis Association president of the time, David Baird. And where it's evolved is, you know, just a handful of teams, two or three teams competing only out of North Hills Club for his the first two years. Right. He took over in 2010 and he was there for one more year after that, and then the ranks went to Bill Edwards, who really took it to another level. In 2012, uh, Bill was able, able to broker you know, con- deals, not contracts, but deals with other clubs to host these leagues. It's not easy to get on a club's calendar. It's not as easy as uh, the general public may think, and Bill did a tremendous job putting this pro league on stage from 2012 to 2022. So you know, it's evolved from a standpoint of a multitude of clubs coming on board, from Seven Oaks to the Raleigh Racquet Club to McGregor Downs Country Club. Even the Cary Tennis Park was a venue of ours for several years, and they are our venue for every rain out. So when we when we do get rained out, the Cary Tennis Park assures us that we have courts, and then of course the Raleigh Racquet Club as well at times can assure us that we have courts. So we're very lucky to have those two venues on board. But, you know, we're, we're changing things up. You know, we're going to have a lot more fun. I have a DJ that's coming to every single match, Randy Richardson. I don't know if you guys know Randy, but I know a lot of your listeners probably do. You know, he is a, a staple at Springdale. He actually uh, DJed our exhibition match uh Three nights ago, when we were there for kind of an appetizer before the Raleigh Pro League, we had a men's doubles and then a mixed doubles match. Uh, we're going to a little bit of a different format just because we're um, we don't have the pool of ladies that we've been accustomed to. So our format is men's one men's two, mixed one, and mixed two. So instead of three women on the court this time, this year it is two. But we, I'd love to get back to ladies' doubles and mixed. I want, I want to see more women at the 5.0 level enter the field of the Raleigh Pro League draft next year. But that's where we are today. Uh, we're also allowing teammate coaching for the first time ever. So I really yes. think that's a fun thing for fans. I want teammates that are not competing to get on the court and help their teammates navigate the weaknesses of their other players, make it fun, be very interactive with fans. There's just going to be a lot more that you've seen before. We're going to have fans come on the court for prizes. New Balance Tennis and Diadem Tennis have donated a ton of stuff for me that we're going to give away at nearly each match. We're going to do a pro-am event at one of our venues to make sure that our amateurs have a chance to play with RPL players leading up to a match. That location is still to be determined. Abilities Tennis, we're going to have an Abilities Tennis you know, type of match or drills for, for these amazing athletes to transpire at one of our venues. So all this is in the works. A lot more interactive and, of course, social media. If you haven't followed the Raleigh Pro League, you, you, you'll notice that there's a much bigger community over the last mm-hmm. three weeks since I've taken over. We're, we're really trying to get people involved in our Facebook and Instagram pages. And so that's what you should expect. You should expect a party, as Aaron alluded to. It's going to be loud. If you're not making noise at the Raleigh Pro League, you shouldn't come. I mean, you, this this is not your typical tennis match, right? We want you right. to get loud and cheer on uh, and boo uh, some of your favorite and least favorite players. I'm just uh, You can boo. It's fine. It's fine. I was going to say don't <laughs> boo, but you should boo. All the French are doing it at the French Open right now yes, to all the players yeah, that they don't yeah. like. <laughs> That's right. Our our fans should take a script from the French Open fans if you don't like someone. Right. But at least I've been booed. Believe me, I've been out there. I'm. I'm I don't know if anyone seen me play here, but I, I can go crazy on the court, and some folks don't like that. But I think it's great. I think. I think the Raleigh Pro League, as I've made this clear as a player, and I've I've told other players that you can't take it personally. It's a show. This is a show, right? I'm not going to act like this in a practice match when there's nobody watching. But we're. You need to have more fun, and it's about the fans. It's about our sponsors, and of course, it's about our players as well. But. I'm going to do everything I can to make it a spectacle.
0: Oh, I love it. Aaron, what do you think about coaching too? Aaron yes. wants coaching in adult rec tennis, USTA leagues, everything. Yes. So it will be interesting to watch them do it.
2: Yeah. Well, they actually know what they're talking about. Here's my argument for having in league play. <laughs> we barely know what we're talking about. So I don't think it's going to give anyone an advantage one way or the other, but it might just give our teammate an idea of, you know, something to try whether it works or I mean, it's, a lot of us know what to do. We just can't execute at our level, right? So but I, I yeah, when Brian was saying that I was, I know our listeners can't see me, but I was, you know, giving them a, a clap for that. I love that. I can't wait to see how that turns out. I know there's not a lot of pro leagues around. But you know, we have listeners beyond Raleigh. Um, Most of ours are, Um we have a, you know, great base here. But can you talk maybe either to other pro leagues that you know about? I know there's one in Charlotte, or I don't know, maybe even how to Get one started because Carolyn and I get a lot of emails from people throughout the year saying either they want to play more tennis or they want to watch more tennis. And not everybody can go to a pro tournament, you know, like a, you know, like a French Open or a U.S. Open or whatever. But but this kind of tennis is worth watching. And we just did the um, we did a May Madness episode for the NCAA. Uh, you know, we finished up the ACC here and then NCAA in in Florida, and we just did that. And we're telling people. You know, rec players need to get out and watch people at your level and above. Not only is it just a party and it's fun, and usually if you're playing tennis, you like to watch tennis as well. But you know, just like you know, to learn in person and and watch these players. So, can you talk about some other leagues you might know about?
1: Yeah. So I'm pretty active on social media. So I have a chance to try to navigate to see where all these leagues are. And I've only found two ladies. I have found the Charlotte Pro League, as Aaron has mentioned, and the Naples Pro League, which is Southwest Florida, kind of covering the Fort Myers to Marco Island corridor on I-75. That's it. Uh, I'm sure there are others out there, perhaps in Texas or California, but for me, I just haven't been able to find them because I always want to compare. What are we doing right and wrong compared to these other Pro Leagues? Now, Charlotte, I've been a team sponsor for the last two years. I opted out this year because I'm way too busy as a director. The Charlotte Pro League is drastically different than ours. They play on Thursday night at several venues because they have 10 men's teams and six ladies teams. Uh, the city of Charlotte is, I think, the... Probably the sister to Atlanta when it comes to, like, they're the Queen City, right? So I would say the second largest city that I can think of on the East Coast when it comes to tennis. I would say Atlanta's number one. And I don't, there isn't an Atlanta Pro League that I know of, but uh, Charlotte is massive. The pool of players at the 5 0 level in Charlotte is remarkable. I feel like they all have their own individual, uh, I would say, cultures. And I think what Bill has done and what I hope to do will probably just keep our culture the same, just like I said, make it more of a party scene. Charlotte Pro League is uh, very high-quality tennis, but no noise out there. So not to knock the Charlotte Pro League because I love those guys, and we're going to hopefully do a Charlotte versus Raleigh match eventually whether it's this fall or this spring men's and women's match and i think the two venues that make the most sense would be north hills and old providence those would be the two venues to kind of host this elaborate event so yeah just two other pro leagues aaron that 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 i've seen yeah
2: it would be nice if if more pop up over you know the next year or two five years whatever because i know a lot of ctas um you know they, they exchange notes about what's working in their area and what kind of programming they do. So it would be great to see more pop up. Um, and maybe when people email and say, I i don't have enough tennis to watch, I'll send them your way and start suggesting them to, you know, ask their local pros, their, their teaching pros to start this league for, you know, for the summer or whatever.
1: Yeah. It, it all starts with who do you have in the area? Start with your tennis pros, see if their venues will host it. And can you find, And identify sponsors. It's not that hard of a formula, but yet it can be complicated. You know, learning uh, how to fundraise has been a challenge the last three weeks. You know, so I know that it's not as easy as you would think, but there should be more pro leagues out there throughout the, the country. And I just, like I said, I've only seen the Naples and Charlotte outside of ours.
0: Brian, since you have played for such a long time, can you tell us your most memorable moment on the court?
1: Oh, God. Number one is hard. You know, it's hard because we've, I mean, been playing for such a long time at a competitive level. You know, I could go back to junior tennis, and I think there was a time where I had a chance to be the first guy to reach the finals of the state close, which is the biggest tournament in junior tennis. Uh, at my age group, uh, no, none of the guys that were at my age did it um, basically the boys born in 1980 and so I had that chance in the semifinals and got the job done against a very close friend of mine and I just remember like taking my racket and like banging it on the net and just so much and and happy right like I can't believe I'm going to do this like I did it I made Florida history and then just like taking a ball and just slamming it over the fence in, in with excitement you know because I put myself in in that category which was really unique. Because there were so many great players, much, much, much better than me, that didn't have that on their resume. And I felt like it meant a whole lot to me to be at the state close finals. Uh, for two out of three years. Now, I didn't win the state close finals either one of those times, but I made it to the finals. That's kind of like the knock on me in Florida tennis is there's this two-time state close finalist that never won a state close, but it was still fun getting there. I would say, you know, recently with Joanna, you know, Joanna and, Hi- Joanna and I had some really fun moments in the Raleigh Pro League. I think the most exciting moment with her was we played the Springdale Open in 2022 last year, and... We did it uh, with some controversy because my partner had Kidney Stones, a male partner of mine. I'm not going to mention any names. He had to drop out the day before. So I asked the Springdale Open directors. I said, can I bring Joanna in? Now, Grand, it's not mixed doubles. This is a men's Open, right? So this is really good. Tennis are pro league players for the most part. And so we were pretty big underdogs going into this, I mean, as a mixed doubles team versus men you know, bottom line is it's not easy and we want it. And I thought that was really cool to go in there as, and we want it really easily too. Like we just played really <laughs> well. We played the best tennis. I think that's the best time we played together. And that's just all on her because she loves playing against men. She loves the big balls. She likes, she does it. She likes pace more so than she does, you know, the touch of women that with slice and, you know, some spin. So, uh, her and I went on that that three-match run and I think that really really got the crowd excited in Springdale. It was really good for the girls to watch, little girls at Springdale to see that hey, you know, we can go on the court and we can beat we can beat men and we did it together and it was it was a blast. I had a great time. It's a great message. I love that. I do too.
0: Oh, I have one more. I, yeah. I, again, since you played for such a long time and very high level, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened
1: to you on the court? Oh gosh. That's a good one. The craziest thing that's ever happened to me on the court. Oh, wow. I I think I would go into a tournament. It was a men's open tournament when I was a freshman year in college. So I was home for the summer and I was playing. And this is not, it's, it's hard to understand because you have to know this guy, but he was an amazing player, like high elite level player. And I've known him for years. He's two years older than me, and I'm not going to – I don't want to mention his name. I don't want to embarrass him if it ever got back to him. But he tried to play, like, serious mind tricks with me. So he started to warm up, like, uh, I would say at the two 20 zero to 2-5 level. This is a guy who's a 5-5, five, <laughs> five, right? And so he was just – and this was a big match. Like, this was, like, a huge stage, you know, to win this match in the state – men's open state close of Florida my freshman year, college, summer. And he just – Tried to do everything he could to get in my head, and, like, he would hit balls. Like, you know how you're you're going to feed balls to your opponents for them to serve? Like, you're just, you know, you're hitting it back to them. Like, here's the ball so you can serve. He would just, like, toss the balls and, like, roll them near the net for me to go to the net to grab them so I can serve. <laughs> so he's trying, like, all this crazy stuff, and it it wasn't working. So... Right. He just, then it was, I I just went into this mode of like, okay, I'm not going to, not going to let this bother me. I played really well. And it was three zero and he walked off the court in a huge stage. He walked off the court and defaulted. And I, you just, you never, I never saw this coming. So it's a very bizarre story that if you knew the guy, it would get a kick out of for the guy people that know him in Florida. But that's to me the most awkward and bizarre story that's ever happened to me on the court. It didn't happen in a practice match. It happened with a hundred people watching in a big stage in a big tournament wow. when I was nineteen and it just didn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense today, but that's what happened to me. That is pretty crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna start doing I'm gonna start doing that to people with this with the ball oh, just dropping right <laughs> yes. up. Yeah. Brian, you know how well that would go over in women's tennis? <laughs> Not, Not well. very well. Yes. Not, Not well. very Not well.
0: well. That's a great <laughs> idea, Aaron. <laughs> Thanks very much to Brian for being on the podcast. We have another episode with Brian where he will discuss how the draft works for the Raleigh Pro League and if he ever beat Andy Roddick or Venus or Serena. We've included additional information about the Raleigh Pro League in our show notes, including the schedule. Also, if you are aware of any other similar pro leagues in the country, please let us know. You can message us on our website, which is com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the courts soon.